0: Welcome to Don't Box Me In, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Here we are back for another wonderful week of Don't Box Me In. I am your host, Lana Reed, and today I get to sit down with one of tomorrow's future and discuss health and fitness. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the percentage of teens who are overweight is steadily growing. When the extra pounds get out of hand, it can lead to heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke, and some forms of cancer. Emotionally, it takes its toll on the young person by possibly making them the target of bullying lead to low self-esteem, stress, and unhappiness. Today I will be talking to a very impressive teen who has become an advocate for the young for young people's health, fitness, and wellness. Henna Hundal is a high school junior at Turlock High School in Turlock, California. She works to inspire young people to lead active, healthy lives, and at early age has racked up a pretty impressive resume. I am delighted to have Henna on the show today. Henna, welcome to Don't Box Me In. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, my pleasure, sweetheart. Let me first ask, or first, let me say, let me give you your your kudos for all of the accomplishments that you've had at such a young age. You've uh, racked up some recognition that most adults have, and it is always impressive to see a a goal-driven young person. So tell me, how long have you been at this?
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm just, you know, I'm so blessed that I've been able to get my message across and to be able to reach out to people. I'm so Thankful that my message has been resonating with people. And I actually started all of this back in eighth grade when I published my first piece in the local newspaper. And after that, I got a column in that newspaper, actually. And right then, my writing career and my radio career just burgeoned because I just loved this idea of being able to reach out to people. so I started doing that through writing, and then, you know, I moved on to radio, and then through other advocacy efforts, and I just love this idea of being able to get a really good, solid message across to people. I think it's wonderful.
1: I think so, too. You sound like such a delight. I mean, and that's so impressive. I mean, like, eighth grade uh to know you know for something to touch uh an 8th grader when most 8th graders are pretty much thinking about other things but uh that is truly a blessing that you were able to uh, pick that up and run with it so once again kudos to you um thank you thank you oh no you are an advocate um for teen fitness and well-being and part of that you go to um you're part of a community health education team can you tell me right. more about that what what actually do you do with that
2: Right. So we travel to a bunch of different local county fairs and we have a little booth that we set up and we actually have a walk through heart exhibit that I give tours through. And so we talk about heart, heart attacks, heart disease prevention, healthy living, healthy eating. We try to really emphasize this idea that it's a lifestyle pattern. It's not just something you do for a month or two months. No, you do it until you do it until you get it right. You do it until you've established it as a pattern. And so we disseminate information to the public on healthy living and nutrition, primarily through handing out pamphlets or brochures or just speaking with the folks who come by our booth. And that's really allowed me to, again, just reach out to people of all different demographics and types.
1: Okay. Okay. So did you get involved with this through your high school or how did you come across this?
2: Actually, that community health education team is an outreach program of a local hospital. So I got involved with it through them about two years ago.
1: Okay, okay. And also, you know, um, just adding more to your resume and letting everybody know who you are, um, I read that you have won two Editor's Choice Awards. What were they for?
2: Right, right. So I write for a publication called Teen Inc. Magazine, and it's both an online and a print magazine. And so Editor's Choice Awards are allotted to the works of writing that really just, you know, spark a conversation among the viewers and readers of that magazine. And so I've written numerous articles for that magazine, ranging from teen drinking, to teen smoking, to health and fitness, again, for teenagers, and there were two of my articles that just really got a lot of, you know, comments and a lot of people talking, and the editors felt that it was worthy of an Editor's Choice Award.
1: Okay, okay, I am so tickled, Uh, (laughs) I'm so tickled, that is so (laughs) impressive. All right, so, um, what do you what do you feel? I mean, because you're one of them and uh, one of the teens of today. What do you feel is the biggest struggle or issue that teens have when it comes to maintaining a physical fitness? What what do they struggle with? What are the the difficulties?
2: Wow. Well, I think there are a number of key pieces. I think number one, a lot of teenagers just aren't informed. You know, mm-hmm. I think we have this great divide between the young people and the adult world, and mm-hmm. so I try to bridge that gap by just allowing this dissemination of information. I think if we could open up a conversation with young people, we're going to be a lot better off in our nation in terms of health and fitness and nutrition. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I just feel that young people, not only are they not as informed, but they feel that being healthy can't be fun. And that's Mm -hmm. a huge misconception. They feel that it's something, you know, big and scary and dominating and just life transforming. And which it is, but in a great, wonderful way. And you can make health enjoyable. So that's what mm-hmm. I really try to highlight in all my writing and my radio. That, you know, you can have fun being fit. Being fit mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to the gym and just grind it out over there. No. Mm-hmm. You can, if you love bike riding, you can bike ride. If you love dancing, <laughs> you can dance. There's so many wonderful options to help and fitness. And I think we need to highlight that to more young people.
1: You know, and that's that's one of the things I think that faces the younger generation. You know, back in my generation, we had PE class, and you had your your presidential fitness fitness test that you had to take. You know, it was required. And then after school, you know, you got out of school, you did your homework, and most of the time, your parents sent you out to you know play, you know, until the, the street lights came on. So we had an active physical element in our day-to-day life. Uh, but now with today's generation, um, you guys are all on your cell phones, your in the Xbox. I mean, there's just things that are, are habitual in the younger generation's life that really kind of right. makes a teen have to be more proactive in being fit. So, oh, definitely. Um, I think yeah.
2: all the innovations of today have pre- presented such novel challenges to young people with regard to staying healthy. I mean, we have mm-hmm. technology just at our fingertips, and so unplugging is such a challenge. Mm-hmm. and it's so necessary though if you want to really maintain that fit lifestyle and then mm-hmm. on top of that with all the budget cuts to schools and physical education programs really bearing the brunt of that that only contributes to the problem
1: yeah true true so i mean we know we need to, we know we need to get the teenager out there you know, riding the bike or, you know, doing some sort of physical activity. But it's easy to say that versus getting them in large numbers out there doing it. Um, Do you have any suggestions or ideas on how it is we can create a larger movement of, you know, teenagers, you know, out there and actively seeking some sort of activity? Right.
2: Well, I think, again, I think there are a couple of key elements to that. Number one, of course, highlighting the fun part of it. It doesn't have to be a regimented routine, like every day I'm going to go to the gym from a certain time to a certain time. No, you can just let it fit in and just integrate it into your lifestyle so naturally. It doesn't have to be so regimented and so harsh that it may be perceived like that to so many teenagers. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I think if you're an adult, if you're a parent, if you open up a dialogue with your child and find a fun way to be active together... I mean, my mom and I love taking Zumba classes together. Mm -hmm. And so that's so much fun. That's, you know, like a mother-daughter, a great bonding activity. And we're, you know, getting fit and being healthy. So Mm -hmm. there's so many activities that you can do together. And in addition, I think young people really do need role models. Mm -hmm. They need adults in their life, whether they be their parents or their teachers or any adult in their life, to model that great, healthy lifestyle. I think we live what we learn.
1: So Mm -hmm. if we see
2: all the adults in our life, behaving in such a way where they put help as a priority at the I mean, top of the top of their agenda. And I think mm-hmm. that's really going to relay to the young person.
1: Good. You know, lead by example. You know, and that kind of brings me to, uh, you know, another another thought um, in today's world, um, you know, the whole parenting experience, um, it requires most often um, if there are two parents in the household, um, both parents have to work. And if there's one parent in the household, definitely, you know, that that person has to work. And that creates a time um, conflict, you know, to be able to, you know, go to work and then, you know, defrag when you get home from work. And, you know, maybe, you know, stay on top, and make sure that, you know, the children in the home have done their homework or whatever. So some things might slip by the wayside as far as, um Staying on top of your child to make sure they've gotten some sort of physical activity. Um, As a parent, uh, you know, could you, could you, do you have any tips or pointers for putting some physical activity in your child's life when you might not be able to be around to oversee it?
2: Right, definitely. I think with all, again, with everything just changing in this contemporary world. It's more and more difficult for parents to be that actively involved in their child's life. But I think mm-hmm. if you can impart this idea, this notion that health is important,
0: that mm-hmm. fitness
2: and nutrition, they matter. True. If you can impart that idea to your child and you can just instill that value in them. And they're, they're going to go on and they're going to take that with them. And that's going to be solidly entrenched in their mindset. And so even if you're not around, you know, to, exercise or work out with your child, definitely you could enroll them in after-school programs that do the same thing. I mean, now in the summertime, there's plenty of swimming classes and dance classes or, you know, football programs or anything like that where you might not necessarily have to be out there in the field working out with them. But your child, number one, is getting that idea that, yes, you know, health matters. Clearly, if my parents doing this for me, enrolling me in these courses, health is a priority in this home. And number 2, your kid is out there exercising and you don't necessarily have to be spending all the time doing it with them.
1: Okay. Cool cool stuff, cool stuff. Uh good pointers. And um I want to I want to touch on cuz that leads me into an article that I found that you wrote um and a lot of times people don't realize that you know health and stress are kind of hand in hand. Uh but you wrote an article uh, for the La Morenda Weekly newspaper called Too Much Stress is is harming today's teens, Um, you know, like I said, health and stress, they play hand in hand. What kind of stressors are teenagers faced with today that might possibly be affecting their health?
2: Right. Well, I'm glad you brought up that example because it was really interesting when I was reading the study that that article is based off of. It was Mm -hmm. by the American Psychological Association. And for the first time, I believe ever, teenagers self-reported higher stress levels than adults. Mm. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 representing the least amount of stress and 10 representing the most, teenagers reported themselves as 5.8, whereas Mm -hmm. the adult survey said their stress level was about 5.1. And I think that's incredible that young people are just weighed down with that much mental tension and pressure. And Mm. I think there are a number of different factors that are contributing to that nowadays. Mm -hmm. I think with school, I think we've really ramped up this idea that when you're in high school, even when you're in junior high, that not only do you have to maintain a stellar academic record, but you also have to be really involved in extracurriculars and, you know, just building up that great college resume. Mm-hmm. And so the pressure of doing that nowadays, I think, is so much, so much more amplified than it probably ever was before. And so I think that's the number one factor contributing to all the tension and pressure. And then also when we bring up technology, how we were talking about a little bit before, This whole idea of social media, you know, it brings the schoolyard tension Mm to
0: your
2: home. Because you Mm -hmm. cannot escape it anymore, you know, with all the relationship struggles and, you know, all of that that just persists on social media. You know, the tension that, oh, did I get enough likes on that picture? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: True, true, yeah.
2: Right, and, you know, you can't escape that anymore. That follows Uh the child everywhere. And so I think all of those just compound the stress and tension just, Prevalent
1: in young people today. Wow, amazing. I mean, I think it's so sad, but such a reflection on where society has uh, has grown into. Um, Normally, you know, your youth, your young years, are supposed to be a very stress-free, carefree time. Um, But to have it now be a a place in life where you're more stressed than maybe your parents are. And, you know, those are the people that are, you know, trying to make sure the lights are on, you know, make sure there's food in the refrigerator, which are, you know, stressors in itself that are, you know, you can't even rank sometimes. But to have to have a a 16, 17 year old having more stress than their parent is is such a, a sad state of affairs, unfortunately. Sad state.
2: definitely. Definitely.
1: Well, Miss Henna, we're going to take our first commercial break of the day. You stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello,
1: hello! Welcome back. I am with Hannah Hundal today. She is an advocate for teen fitness and well-being. And before the break, we were talking about an article that she had uh, written, wrote, and written. Oh, I'm gonna get my words right here for La Marinda Weekly newspaper called "Too Much Stress Is Harming Today's Teen." And we were at the point where um, we were kind of going back about. Um, you know, the pressures that teenagers have on, on them today. And one of the points you brought up is social media. And most teens I know have Facebook, they have Twitter, they have Instagram. You know, they're out there and they're doing it for the vine and everything. Um, you know, that's so much an uh, intrinsic part of, of teenage lifestyle right now. Um, but it's harming them at the same time, as you brought up. How How does a teenager, you know, for the sake of their own well-being, disconnect from this stuff?
2: Right, right. Well, it's actually kind of ironic because I don't have any social media platform right now uh-huh. to make a, You know, it's a little strange actually to hear a teenager yes. say that they have no Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram. So I have not yet made that leap. But I would mm-hmm. imagine that if you are a teenager with any of those platforms, you really need to draw your boundaries and know where mm-hmm. your priorities are. I think mm-hmm. if those become your number one priority, that oh, you know, I need to get. 10 likes on Facebook today. But, you know, that's my goal for today. I think that's a problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think you really need to identify where your, what your agenda is and what your priorities are and draw those appropriate boundaries. But yeah, you know, that's the line I'm not going to cross.
1: You are are very unique to be a junior in high school with no social media. Um, Does anybody in the family have (laughs) social media accounts? (laughs) Actually, no. In my immediate family, neither my mom,
2: my dad, nor my brother, nor I actually have a social media platform. But, you know, it's interesting. I do hear that quite often bantered about that. (laughs) Wow, you know, you're a teenager with no social media. But, you know, what I say to that is, what do we use social media for? Primarily, you know, Twitter or Facebook or that type of thing. We use it to express what we want to say. You know, for some people that might be, you know, their thought of the day. For others, it might be what they're thinking every five minutes. But, you know, for me, I have that same outlet. And that's through my writing or through my radio. Mm -hmm. I think if anybody ever wants any of my friends, anyone ever wants to learn more about me, you just read my articles in the newspaper, you just hear me on the radio. I think that's my outlet of expression. So up until date, I've never really felt the pressure to, you know, shift to social media, because I have all of these wonderful creative outlets to express. But I I imagine that eventually in the near future I'll be on one of those
1: platforms. (laughs) (laughs) Too cute. That is too cute. And that is a true example of you are an example of what you've grown up seeing. So if if your parents and, you know, other members of your family have no social media, then most likely, you know, you really won't see the, or have any interest in it as well. I mean, that, that is too cute to me. Um, and I, I must mention, you know, when I first connected with you to do the show today, that was one of the things I did ask. I said, well, you know, do you have a website or anything you want me to refer to? And you were like, no, I don't even have a website. So you are, <laughs> even- you are true. <laughs> You are truly a teen who's kind of like not in the teen lifestyle, so I think that is adorable in itself.
2: (laughs) Right. I mean, I guess I'm just kind of forging my own path and just doing what works for me. I mean, I think if, you know, social media, of course, is a great tool for promotion. So I can Mm -hmm. imagine that perhaps, you know, later on I might need an account to kind of promote what I do. But up until now, I've really been able to get my message across and to reach out to people without any of those promotion tools. So it's really been wonderful, and it's worked out for me. So I'm, it, I'm really lucky in that way.
1: <laughs> that is true, and it is working out very, very well. Like I said, you have such a, an impressive resume that anybody can see um, on the Internet out there. Uh, one of those things is that you um, are one of the distinguished young women of 2014. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that competition and, and how that plays out?
2: Right, right. So it's part of the Distinguished Young Woman Organization. That's a national organization, but it's broken up into many different levels. So there's mm-hmm. probably, wherever you, your listeners live, there's probably going to be one in your town. And okay. then there's a state one for your state, and then you move on to nationals. And mm-hmm. so I was Distinguished Young Woman of Greater Turlock 2015, okay. which is my graduating year. Um, of greater Turlock and so it's primarily actually a scholarship program okay so what we do is there's five different categories there's the scholastic category which is they look at your transcript and all your academic records and then there's a mm-hmm. the fitness category where you perform a dance and they kind of judge your you know fitness level and all of that um, mm-hmm. so there's an interview category and there's a self-expression category where you answer a question on stage. And then there's also a talent category for which I played the piano. Okay. And So it's really great because it's not really a pageant; more, Mm -hmm. it's more of a actual scholarship program. And I actually won close to fifteen hundred dollars for
1: congratulations
2: winning, which was just wonderful. And I'm so blessed.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So you said this is something that um, teenagers have the opportunity to get involved with pretty much in every state.
2: Right, right. Every state, and for many, many towns, I'm sure, you know, at least somewhere close or nearby, there's going to be a program for that. It's called Distinguished Young Woman, and it, it was, the former name was Junior Miss, but they actually changed the name to differentiate it from pageants. You know, they didn't want it to be perceived as a pageant, because it really isn't. It's more of a scholarship program. So definitely, I would just Google DYW.org, that stands for Distinguished DistinguishedYoungWoman.org, and Mm -hmm. that's their website, and then you can definitely find contact information on there and find if there's a program near you.
1: Okay, cool stuff, cool stuff. So we're going to move back to all the wonderful things that uh, Henna is doing to help uh, teens um, have a sense of well-being and get fit. Um, One of the things that I noticed that uh, you did uh, or you got involved with uh, was a, I think your school, Turlock um, High School, first of all. Let me let me have you tell everybody exactly where is Turlock?
2: (laughs) Turlock, we're a small agricultural town right in the heart of California's Central Valley. And it's so wonderful because, you know, we're an agricultural town and we're a small town, but we're a close knit town. And so it's kind of one of those towns where everybody knows everybody. And, you know, we just get along great and, you know, we're surrounded by almond blossoms and Cherry trees and peach trees, and so it's wonderful.
1: Okay, okay. So uh, with that being said, um, you you made your debut as a news reporter at Turlock High School Spring Carnival, and that was an excellent job. I sat and, and took the time oh, and watched you. the watched the video. You did an amazing, amazing thank job. Thank you. So is uh, doing the TV news report or something that interests you? Definitely, definitely. You know, I
2: started off with writing, but... Very recently I've gotten into radio and then I even got the opportunity, as you mentioned, to, you know, do more of a video type of broadcasting. And I just love it. It's just another way to reach out to people and to, you know, get the news across, get a message across. I love this notion of keeping people informed, keeping your community aware. And there's so many different avenues to do that through. And so that was actually my first opportunity, right, to do the you know, video broadcasting, and it was wonderful, you know, I think mean, I do have some room for improvement, perhaps, but I'm just loving every minute of doing it. It's so great.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, from what I saw on the video, you were you, you were very impressive. That was a wonderful, wonderful job. And Thank I was you. really, I was really impressed with um, not only you, but the the energy or the, um Environment of Turlock High School. Do you think, because um, I'm pretty sure you visited other high schools or had interaction with other high schools, do you think that, um, Turlock is unique in its, its dimmer I mean, um, what would I try to say? Is unique in its quality of education and school and clubs and stuff, or is it pretty standard as far as high schools go?
2: No, I think we definitely have a lot of vitality in our school because we have more than 50 clubs and organizations for students to be a part of. Anything mm-hmm. ranging from the Black Student Union to the Medical Careers Club to Relay for Life Club. I mean, the Relay for Life Club, actually, they just finished their fundraiser, and they raised over $24,000 for the American Cancer Society. And wow. And so that was just incredible. So we have a lot of great student organizations, and that's what I love about Sherlock High. Because all the students there are so involved. You know, they're yeah. not just centered academically, which they are. They, you know, they do care about their academics, and we have a great academic program with really highly qualified faculty and teachers. But more than that, we have students just actively involved in the community and really making an impact. And I think that's so important in the teenage years to really take this time to find your passion, to hone your skills, and to use them to better the community.
1: Wow. Yeah. And I think that's what I picked up on Turlock when I was watching the um, video and you interviewing the different social clubs. It seems like um, whatever is going on at Turlock, it's really creating a... A large pool of wonderful future citizens who are doing very wonderful and positive things um, as they move out and become adults. So I really, I mean, you know, not only kudos to you, but kudos to the environment that you have surrounded yourself in. Um, That's that's really amazing, really, really amazing.
2: I'm so blessed. I'm so (laughs) blessed. Just. You know, all the people that I'm surrounded with have really imparted this message to me that it's okay if you're a teenager, that age doesn't matter, you matter, and you can really make a difference just by doing what you love. And so Mm -hmm. I've really taken that message and ran with it, and I'm just doing what I love right now, and I'm loving every minute of it
1: that's amazing because you know like um you mentioned a lot of teenagers really don't get that kind of positive input um a lot of times as a teenager you're told oh well you're only 15 you're only 16 you know what do you know oh you can't do that or you're not going to be able to do this but to be empowered with the the philosophy that you know what i can i can control my destiny i can make positive changes in in the world um i see something that needs to um You know, I can put my energy and my hands in and and change the course of this world. So um, I I just really think that is amazing that you've been given this opportunity. And I think it would be uh, such a better world for the future generation if more of the teens were exposed to and had the the surrounding, the positive surrounding that you have had. So um, just amazing.
2: It's such an important notion that, yes, you're in the driver's seat of your own life. There you go. Change the course of wherever you want to go. And I think if more teenagers realize that at a younger age, I think they'd be much better off in terms of planning their life and planning their career and where they want to take their life.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Now, um, we are going to take our second break of the day. It's going by real fast here for me. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Hannah Hundal right after this.
0: Let's return to "Don't Box Me In" with your host, Lana Reed.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome back. I am so, so pleased to be with the young Miss Hannah Hundal today. She is a youth advocate for uh, an advocate for youth health fitness and wellness. She's a high school junior at Turlock High School. And, uh, Hannah, you have your own radio show segment, correct? I do. (laughs) What what is it called?
2: Definitely. So I am on the Express Yourself Teen Radio. I am both a host and I have a health With Hannah reporting segment on that. And we are actually the most highly rated program on the Voice America Kids Network. And what's really great about our program is that we're an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, Which is a Mm -hmm. charity dedicated to promoting literacy and positive media in America.
1: Okay, okay, cool stuff. How long have you been doing that?
2: I actually just started back in February, I believe. February or late January. And so I first started off reporting, and then, you know, I just rose and I gradually became, got promoted to being the host. And I'm just loving radio, it is so much fun. I mean, the conversations that I've gotten to have with people just sitting, you know, at a desk in my bedroom, I've gotten to talk (laughs) to a Holocaust survivor. I've gotten to talk to a retired farmer from Oklahoma. I mean,
1: the conversations
2: that you have with people are extraordinary.
1: And it it will truly expand your outlook on life and people as you grow older. So I I commend you for doing that. And I encourage you to keep on doing that. Um, You know, it, it is very important to at a young age, um, connect with a vast array of cultures and people and experiences so that your your vision of the world is limitless. So, you know, keep on uh, doing that. I encourage you to keep on doing that. Amazing. So the segment Health with Hina, um, you, you kind of briefly mentioned that, but what kind of uh, topics do you cover in the show? Right. So
2: what I do is I take the latest health research coming out in the journals and the medical publications. And I take that research, I read it over, and then I frame it in a way that's more appealing and more comprehensible to young people. Because mm-hmm. I fear that just too many young people don't know what's going on with all this med- great medical research coming out because they either just don't understand it or just aren't interested by it. And so on the radio program, I actually take real studies that are coming out. You know, like I mentioned, the American Psychological Association One, I reported on that one a little bit ago, and, you know, I'm taking just other medical journal studies, and I just frame that in a way that young people might be like, oh, wow, you know, that does pertain to me, and that is interesting, and I should know about that.
1: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that how, because I think I've read somewhere, um, you're involved somehow or another with UC Davis, and I think the article that I clicked on had something to do with Alzheimer's, but... um, I think you do something else with with UC Davis. You had actually, did you get an award or something from UC Davis? Oh, yeah. So
2: last summer, um, for the entire month of July, actually, I went to the UC Davis Cosmos program. Mm -hmm. And that's summer science and mathematics program. And I was in the biotechnology portion of that program. And so we conducted a lot of labs and experiments. And we looked a lot at, you know, GMOs, genetically modified food. And that type of thing. And I did actually design a novel experiment for Alzheimer's treatment. And okay. So and did get up there on, you know, I'm sure that's what you found. And yes, okay. I did actually win the Cosmos Tina Rose Noto Award, which is an award given to young people who are dedicated to improving pediatric health care.
1: Well, my little lady, you just rock there. There's <laughs> just so much amazing stuff
2: that you've done. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I'm really blessed. I, I don't know. Everything has just been, I've been able to just reach out and just to do what I want to do. And I do have to give a lot of credit to my parents though, because from a very young age, they've always given me the notion that I should lean on my own understanding. And, you know, I can really get out there and I have the freedom to explore. And that's so important because just given this freedom and this liberty to just dip my toes into whatever areas I wanted to, and just to explore from a very young age, that really allowed me to find my passions in life and to go on and pursue those. So I'm just so blessed with the way that things have been rolling for me. It's been wonderful.
1: Good stuff. There's a whole world out there. And, uh, you know, I think everybody should have an opportunity to explore it and see it and, you know, see which, which part of it fits them. And so many of us don't, um, you know, have the encouragement to go out there and and see what this world has to offer so it is truly like you said a blessing that you had parents that you know said henna go out there see what it has see what it is see what it has to offer and you know live your fullest life so that is that is truly a beautiful thing truly a beautiful thing so on wonderful cool so health with henna uh, back to that health with henna is that like once a week or do you do it more
2: Right, so we're on every Tuesday on the Voice okay. America Kids Network, and we premiere at noon. And mm-hmm. so you can catch us on there every week. We have a wonderful lineup of young, fresh voices just doing their own thing. You know, we've got a sports reporter. We've got an arts and crafts reporter. We've got a, the gift of giving reporter where she talks about volunteering. So really, we just run the gamut in terms of what we talk about on there. So I really encourage viewers to check us out on the Voice America Kids
1: Network. And how do they check you guys out? Is there a website?
2: Right, right. You just go, um, you just type in www.voiceamerica and you can find us on there. Or just in Google, you can type in express yourself teen radio and it'll come up there. And then also, there's a couple links on there to the Be the Star You Are charity. And so I encourage viewers to check that out too because we do a lot of great outreach programs. We provide the radio show and we also help teenagers get published in a lot of different newspapers too so we're really all about promoting positive media and so we're definitely open to donations or the more young people joining in our mission.
1: Okay, okay and I'm assuming you know that this radio station that you're with, uh, they have a Facebook or Twitter account even though you don't right?
2: Right, right yeah you can definitely find them on Twitter, on Facebook they've got a great website too um, bcsya.org which stands for Be The Star You Are Dot org. Oh. So definitely
1: check that out. Okay. All righty. Will do. So um, back up a little bit because you'd mentioned something that kind of piqued my interest. You talked about, um, you know, when you were at the uh, UC Davis, the Cosmos program, and you were talking, um, you did some research on GMOs, gen- genetically modified um, stuff. And that leads me into an article that I also saw that you had uh, written. I think it was Huffington Post about, um, energy drinks. And for me, that's right. kind of one of, one of the things that is uh, very important to me because I've always been kind of leery of energy drinks, but can you share with us, uh, what's your stance or what your viewpoint was on Huffington post about energy drinks?
2: Right. So I, I, again, I, I totally agree with you. I think leery is a great word to describe it. It's mm-hmm. not where I'm staunchly opposed to it because, you know, of course, everyone has the freedom to ingest whatever they feel like it, but I'm just trying to encourage teenagers to find more natural ways of getting their energy, just eating right and exercising and finding more natural ways of staying invigorated. I think is so much better than resorting to these energy drinks where, frankly, the companies don't aren't really truthfully reporting everything that's in them.
0: Mm-hmm. And more and more
2: studies are coming out just indicating that, yeah, they aren't the best thing to be ingesting, particularly at such a young age. You know, mm-hmm. how are they really just messing with your physiology, I think it's so important that young people kind of take a step back and be a little more cautious of what they're putting into their bodies, not okay. only with energy drinks, but also with so many other, you know, items that, you know, there, of course, are the energy drinks, but then there's, you know, just other items that young people, you know, all these fads that go around that I think young people just jump up at. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. hear about, I'm not
2: sure if you have heard about the cinnamon challenge and you know yeah. there's like there's a jelly bean challenge and you know, just all these things. It's like, um, you know, I think you should take a step back and take a moment, put it on pause for a minute and really mm-hmm. ponder what are you putting into your body? Because it could have some pretty deadly ramifications that you don't think about right now.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. You now I'm curious, in your research that you did for the article. Did you come across any kind of statistics or facts about how energy drinks affect um, a growing teenager's body?
2: Um, I don't recall the specifics about it. Okay. I believe that it was it, there were some pretty detrimental um, effects. I know that the amount of money being spent on energy drinks has just burgeoned in the U.S. I think there's been over $12.5 billion in 2012 alone. For energy drink sales in America, and mm-hmm. so definitely the numbers are rising and more and more people are ingesting these things, particularly young people, and so when I think when so many kids are taking them, I think it's really worthy of examining, true, and I true. believe if I do remember correctly, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration did a survey of hospitals, and they found that the number of emergency room visits due to these energy drinks was really rising as well. So, you Mm. know, when more people are buying them and more people are going to the hospital because of them, that's definitely an area of
1: concern. Good stuff. Okay. Okay. Truly understood. Now, you know, you mentioned that teenagers need to take a look at, you know, what they're putting into their bodies. Energy drinks are one, Um, you know, the fast food culture is very uh, prominent in our society today. Um, So, how does a teenager you know you you get up in the morning and you go to school and you know then after school maybe you're a part of some you know after school activities um or maybe you come home and and mom and dad are at work it's easy to pick up the fast food and eat how do you maintain healthy eating habits as a teenager
2: Right, right, that grab-on-the-go, that's just so tantalizing when you're a busy person. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) And of
2: course, I understand, you know, even even though I'm just a teenager, I'm, you know, I've got a pretty busy agenda, I think, and so Mm -hmm. it's difficult to just take that time to either cook a good meal or go out and find a good meal. Just nutrition is so important. So I think if you're more aware, if you're more informed, because I think definitely now I'm much more conscious of what I put in my body. After I've embarked on this health mission, healthy lifestyle journey, Mm -hmm. I I can say from experience that that has really transformed my outlook on nutrition. So Mm -hmm. I would definitely encourage to other young people struggling with this idea of, oh, do I go for the grab-and-go meal and just make Mm -hmm. it quick, or do I really take the time to nourish myself with proper nutrition? I think if you're more informed about all the ramifications of what eating right and eating healthy will do for you, I think you'll definitely be more inclined to take that route.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Now, um, I keep on repeating the same thing throughout the show. You know, you are a very impressive young person, and that comes from, you know, your parents' influence, the surrounding that you've had coming up, um, and and what you're exposed to on a day to day basis, which allows you to have a very healthy attitude about your health and your wellness. Uh, But on the flip side, you know, there's a reality that we deal with, not all teens have such opportunities as yourself. Um, how do we or do you have any ideas, thoughts, concepts about how we reach teenagers who might not have the the benefits that henna has had.
2: Right, well, you know, again, I've been given this freedom to just explore and to find my own passions, and it's unfortunate that an um, You know, a lot of young people don't have that. They're being pressured to go one way or the other, you know, either parental pressure or just, you know, familial pressure. And so I think something really gets lost in that. Mm -hmm. I think they don't have the opportunity to take advantage of their younger years to find what they're made of and to find what they're able to do. I think if you can find something that you're naturally adept at, And then you can find a way to make money out of it. I think you're going to have a wonderful life just doing Mm -hmm. what you love. And so for all of these young people out there that don't have that opportunity to just do what they want to do, and given that it's a good thing, too, and still they're being coaxed into one direction or another, I think then it really comes down to the parents because they need to perhaps harken back to the times when they were younger, Mm -hmm. you know, and remember that time when they wanted to do something, but, you know an adult, perhaps well-intentioned, just mm-hmm. you know, coax them into a different direction. I think that really boils down to the parents perhaps okay. taking another look at the situation and examining it through a different lens, looking at it from their child's perspective and their child's eyes, and remembering that time when they were younger and they wanted to do something and they wanted to find their own passions. And so I think not allowing this legacy to continue of just parents coaxing their kids in one direction or the other. I mean, I think it's definitely great if you provide feedback or encouragement or you're there for advice and your child can turn to you if they have a question or if they don't really know how to ferret out a situation. But I think, I don't know, I just don't like that idea of just coaxing a kid again to Mm -hmm. go in one direction or the other without exploring all the options that are out there.
1: Alrighty. So, you know, the parent that I'm a lawyer, my son is going to be a lawyer, you know, maybe you need to back yeah. off a little bit and let them grow into uh, blossom into what they possibly will be the best at in their life. So good tips right, for right. parents.
2: You know, I'm sure the parents who do that, they are well-intentioned. I think they only want the best for their child and they want their child to be financially stable and have a great job when they're older, a well-paying job, perhaps. But, you know, something gets lost in that when you don't let a child at explore and virgin and grow and so I think if we can get more parents kind of embarking on that mission mission, that yes when your child is young that's a wonderful opportunity to just get out there and find your passion I think we're going to have a lot you know a much healthier and happier generation
1: true that true that good tips and good advice well Miss Hanna we're going to take our last break of the day we'll be right back right after this
0: Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed.
1: Hello, hello, hello. I have been spending the day with uh, Henna Hundal. She is an advocate for young people's health, fitness, and wellness. She's also a high school junior at Turlock High School, and she is a radio host. She has uh, health with Henna on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Um, now, Henna, I want to ask, uh, Teenage years are a very peer pressure filled time in life. So right. when you, when you have the teenager, uh, let's say you have somebody with henna's spirit and energy and drive, maybe they're in Idaho and they have a group of friends and they're trying to, you know, motivate their, their group of friends like, okay, look, we had McDonald's two days this week. We need to kind of have something healthy like a salad or, you know, maybe we don't need to have an energy drink before we go, um, To PE class, or you know, smoking. How do you? What advice or what tips would you have to a teenager to to stay strong and encourage their peers around them to live a better, a healthier lifestyle?
2: Well, I think first of all, you living that and not caving in. You know, I can I can say that from experience because I remember there was a time I think in seventh or eighth grade when I started drinking organic milk (laughs) with my lunch, actually. And at first, my friends at my table were like, Um, what is that? <laughs> you know, it, it was a little strange because when they were either drinking their soft drinks or drinking their energy drinks, here I am with a little bottle of organic milk and with mm-hmm. my vegetables in a bag. And so initially, there is going to be that little hump of challenge to overcome in terms of your peers kind of not understanding quite what you're doing or, you know, mm-hmm kind of been a little standoffish about it, not quite sure. But I think if you can just persist on with that and just not, you know, not make it a big deal, just make it seem like a normal part of your new lifestyle and your brand new outlook on life and health and fitness, I think Mm -hmm. it's definitely going to resonate with them because, you know, I just kept drinking that and they would would just get more and more intrigued by the notion that I'm, you know, drinking organic milk and eating vegetables, you know, for lunchtime. And eventually, they were so intrigued by it that they wanted to try it out. And mm. so, you know, I remember it was such a wonderful day when my, one of my other friends, Jasmine, came to the lunch table with her own carton of organic yeah. milk. <laughs> and she loved it, too, after she tried it. And so I think just sticking hard to your mission. And, you know, of course, you don't want to really enforce your lifestyle upon anyone. But I think if you just continue on doing what you do and just modeling that, and just mm-hmm. showing the great benefits of it. I mean, they could see that I was drinking it, I was enjoying it, you know, it was wonderful. Um, I think you're definitely going to intrigue the people around you, and they're going to want to kind of embark on that as well and get in on that fun and that, you know, interesting new outlook on health. And so I would encourage anyone really trying to encourage their peers around them to be more healthy. To just first of all, stick hard and fast to your mission. It is going to be challenging initially, mm-hmm. but I think if you can overcome that initial hump of, standoffishness or uninformed, you know, peers, I think eventually you're going to get a lot more people in on what you're doing.
1: Okay, good, good. Now, you know, you are committed to having a healthy lifestyle and and being fit and having wellness, not only physically but emotionally. Um, So the the reality of your day-to-day life, does Henna ever have like a hamburger or a pizza or anything like that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, definitely, definitely. I think – Moderation, of course, no matter how cliche it sounds, moderation is key. And I think particularly if we're going to get more young people in on this healthy mission, we have to highlight that moderation. Because we Mm -hmm. don't want them thinking that this is going to completely 100% change around life as they know it. And Mm -hmm. so just highlighting moderation, definitely, you know, I enjoy pizza. I enjoy a hamburger here and there. But just always making sure to balance that with other great healthy food. You know, if I'm going to eat a cheeseburger... I'm also going to make sure that I'm going to have a snack or in in my cheeseburger, of course, I'm going to put in lettuce and tomatoes and, you know, keep it healthy that way. And, you know, for a snack later on, instead of eating um, chips, I'm going to eat a granola bar or, you know, just an apple or something like that. So definitely highlighting moderation because, of course, I do enjoy the junk food here and there, the McDonald's. (laughs) But, you know, I just make sure to balance that out with other healthy food and it works out perfectly.
1: Okay, okay. Now, you mentioned that you do um, Zumba with your mother, and you do ride your bike. Are you involved in any kind of high school sports as well?
2: I'm actually currently not in any high school sports. I did used to play soccer and volleyball back in junior high. Um, Okay. And then in high school, you know, just with my academic schedule, I didn't get involved in any athletics here. Oh, and I actually did do tennis after school at our local athletics club. But okay. that is also something I'm glad you brought that up, because I do love to highlight that to other young people, that you don't have to be the most athletic person out there to enjoy health and fitness. Fitness is for everyone. Staying healthy is for everyone. So mm-hmm. you don't have to worry that, oh, you know, if I'm not the captain of the basketball team, then what am I doing here trying to be healthy and fit? No, no, no. <laughs> you, you Anyone can stay active at any age, any body type, you know, any athletic build, I think if we highlight this to more and more people that yes, staying active is for you, you you can find a great way that you love doing it too, you know if you like going to the gym, wonderful but if you'd rather be like me and, you know, ride your bike take Zumba classes swim, that type of thing, then definitely do that, there's so many ways that you can stay active and it's important that you do because fitness is for
1: everyone true, true, true okay, so, and then um, to, um refocus in on the tips that you have for parents to help out their teens during these times. Uh, You had mentioned previously that, you know, as a parent, we can set an example and probably become more active um, with our children and kind of maybe um, set them up in programs if we don't have a schedule that allows us to become more active for them. But do you have any more suggestions? You know, should we take away the Xbox or, you know, kind of minimize their cell phone time? Or do you have any other pointers to give parents?
2: Right. Well, I think with everything that a parent is going to do with their child with regard to their health and fitness, I think you do have to examine the situation through the child's eyes. Because unfortunately, you know, if we bring up technology, it's not just a diversion for many young people today. They rely on it so heavily. And Mm -hmm. there's actually been studies coming out that, you know, if you completely cut off all types of technological access with your child, whether it be through their phone or through their video game, if they're already so heavily dependent on that, you know, emotionally and, you know, psychologically, there, there are going to be some pretty not good consequences of mm-hmm. that. So I think definitely, again, moderation, just there's a difference between monitoring and completely severing the ties between your child and the Xbox. And I think also if you just completely cut off your kid from that, they're going to kind of resent health, and that's not what we want. They're going to resent fitness, and that's not a good thing because then health and fitness becomes this taboo thing. It becomes this notion that has control over them, and that's not what we want to do. We want to encourage an integration of health, fitness, and nutrition in your child's lifestyle. You don't want to make it seem like a dominating thing that just takes them away from the life that they want. And so definitely examining the situation through your child's eyes and Just making sure that you're blending and amalgamating health with your child's life instead of creating this unnecessary hierarchy is so important.
1: Good tips, good tips for parents and for teens as we develop a healthy uh, lifestyle. Now, before we get out of here, uh, Hina, I want to ask you, since you are a junior in high school, are you looking at colleges now?
2: (laughs) Right. I'm a junior. You know, I've got a year a year to wait and of course college is on the horizon and I'm sure the application process is going to be tedious and you know frightening but in the meantime I'm just going to continue doing what I've been doing it's been working for me and I've really been able to get out there and to reach out to people and to get my message across so I'm just going to continue with the path that I've been on and you know it's been working for me and I've been loving every minute of it.
1: All righty all righty so just out of curiosity does Henna have any ideas about what she wants to be when she grows up? (laughs)
2: that's a great question. And I get that question so often. And you know, just with everything I'm doing, whether it be through health, or whether it be through writing and radio, finding a way to integrate the two into a future career plan is really going to be key for me, I think. So perhaps in college, I'm going to want to hone my medical knowledge and my health and fitness knowledge. But in addition, I know for sure, I'm going to want to expand on the communications aspect of it as well, the journalism aspect of it. So, you know, I, I envision for myself perhaps a double major or a major and a minor, one in a health-related field and another in a journalism or communications-related field, just honing my skills and my knowledge in both areas. And I and I think that one day later on, hopefully I can combine the two and have a great career.
1: Good stuff. I am sure that whatever path you choose, you, Miss Henner, will succeed and do well and above and beyond. Uh anybody's expectations you are truly a pleasure (laughs) so we are at the end of the show here my guest today has been the beautiful wonderful charming miss henna honda please take a moment to check out her radio segment health with henna on express yourself uh, teen radio henna like i said you are truly truly a delight it is it is quite refreshing to see such a young person doing so many positive things i mean i just thank you for sharing time with me today just i wish you all the best in your life Thank you. That is all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. There's always space to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. Until next week.